Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. Uh, it's is an interactive call-in show where you have the questions. Give us a call, and uh, we'll give you our best top two answers of kind of what's going on. Uh, we are Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and uh, Guaranteed Breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. So we're on Dodge. Come see us anytime. I'm Bob. Next to me, as always, is Kyle. And uh, years and years of experience, and gosh, we've seen it all. So Yeah, just about everything. Just about, well, everything, everything but steps brand, brand new. But oh. that's coming. So Yeah. We got there. So 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. It's going to be, uh, I think the rain's passed for right now. I think, Kyle, you were out earlier trying to fix a car in a parking lot. and Yeah. We were changing, yeah, changing some parts out there and started raining. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, I don't know why you came in. Yeah. I mean, I, I, did you take a shower this morning? Yeah. Okay. So you didn't need two of them. Well. You just towel off and go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll be okay to get your projects done and uh, until this evening. So, gotta hurry up and get that done if you're gonna do your project outside. Get a tent. There you go. Put a tent over your car. That's a great idea. That's the only kind I have. And a chair. Yeah. <laughs> and a folding chair. I used to have a, a friend that uh, he would fix his car out in the driveway, and he fixed everything from a lawn chair. Well, he did a pretty good job. Fixed yeah. all his brakes from a lawn chair. If it can't be fixed from a lawn chair, he didn't usually fix it. Well. And he did a pretty good job. Leisure is important. <laughs> leisure is important. No point getting all worked up over these no, things. No, and he didn't. He didn't get worked up all over it. And if they're, you know, he just took a break and had something to drink and a cigarette and then went back to work later. So, <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to get in, get it done, and, and get going with because, you know, there's always another project somewhere else going on. You have to do that. So, like we're taking a few calls, we got. We'll, we're just we'll just jump into the calls real quick and uh, head to James. James has got a 2017 Jeep Cherokee. What's going on, James? Uh, it's a 2019 Jeep Cherokee. Okay, all right. And I I, I replaced the battery a year and a half ago. It's got 44,000 miles on it. I've had the starter, the alternator, uh, checked out. Everything checks out good, but the battery just keeps, it, it, it's running fine. I'll park it and go into the store, whatever, come out, and nothing. Hmm. And the road service guy comes out, and it turns right over, no problem. And there's no click, click, click. Uh, the voltage when I check the voltage and it won't start like that, the voltage is down to uh, 8 or uh, 7.9. So that's a pretty Volt. heavy drain then. And it's draining it that quick. And that's voltage on the battery that you're checking that at. 
Correct. What, sir? That's voltage on the battery you're checking? Yeah, I'm just checking it on the uh, meter here on the, the dashboard. Right mm-hmm. now the car's running. I had it, just had it jump started, and it's 3.6 volts. And I didn't, I didn't have this problem until I had the battery replaced. <laughs> so your car's running, it, and it's saying 3 volts? It's 13.6. Okay. So All right. your alternator's working. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, 3 volts didn't sound right. 13.6 does. And, you know, you said you replaced this battery about a year and a half ago. So, right. you know, every once in a while, and not too often, um, you'll just have a bum battery. So if, right. if, if you're having, a, like Kyle said, you're having a, either a drain on this system, um, a, a significant drain on this system, which is yeah, a, a lot. I mean, to drain it in the time that you're in a store down to not even being able to turn over, I mean, that's, I don't know if there's a circuit that, no. ha- that can no. draw that much. No. So what, more than likely what you've got going on is that the battery, just the reserve capacity inside that battery just can't retain it anymore. It, it, oh. it, it should be able to charge that car up and let it sit for weeks in a, on a good battery. Right. The, that, that, that battery should retain that fuel or that uh, electric charge and you're just is not doing it and that comes right. from the positive and negative plates on the inside of the battery just going bad they as you hit potholes and jiggles and curbs and as you're driving down the road sometimes they'll go bad so i i think you okay. got a battery problem i really do and i think okay. i would check all that out while you're at it but get the battery warranted your problem should be over okay sir i appreciate your time thank you, you very bet. much appreciate the call Thank you. You bet. We're going to head over to John. John's got a 99 uh, Buick Park Avenue. John, go ahead. Yeah. Good morning. Um, yeah, um, I talked to you gentlemen a couple of weeks ago about my Buick. Um, taking off strange, um, you know, um, real slow from the stoplight sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you remember me or not, but you told me to call me call you back if I found out what the problem was. Well, I found out what the problem was. It was the older air. Hmm. Um, and um, I put an oil in there and I quit doing it. Okay. So maybe and, it was, um, was it overcharging? Did you check the voltage prior to it? It was, yeah, it was undercharging. Was it okay? All right. And lo and behold, you know, it was doing it to the point to where it wasn't kicking the check engine light on it or the alternator light on it or anything. Sure. Um, that was the original alternator for that car. I think it looked like it, and um, I changed it over. And by gosh, my all my uh, air conditioner works better. It don't um, kind of slow down a little bit, you know. Sometimes, and um, you know, the transmission shifting good, and it ain't taking off funny from the stoplight anymore. So, well, well, good. Yeah, voltage will will affect it big, big time. So whether it's low voltage or even high voltage, like what I kind of mentioned, if it was over, you know, overcharging, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen volts will cause a lot of goofy shifting problems. So. Uh, well, good, good. I appreciate the call back. Yeah, yeah um, I ain't got to change the torque converter now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to do that. Don't want to do that till we yeah. have to or want to. Yeah, I just had this transmission rebuilt, man, a couple years ago. You yeah. know, um, um, it's, it's working good now. So thank you. Yeah. Hey, no, appreciate the call. If you got any other issues, give us a call. One more. All right, well, we're going to head over to call and get one more in before we take a break. Bob's got an 04 Grand Am. Bob, what's going on today? Hi, guys. This is your old buddy, Bob. Hey, Bob. 
Hey, uh, this is this is a charity call. This isn't my car. It's a best buddy <laughs> calling for a neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not a not a neighbor. Yeah. Okay, guys. He's he's helping him out, but hey, look, he they're having trouble getting it out of park, and he wanted it. There's no release on the console that they can find. You know, there's no key release like on the Hondas and that. No, and uh, he he so- wanted to see if he could disconnect the solenoid, but he he said that. They can't shut it off when it's in neutral. They said, well, it must be running through the ignition someplace. And I don't know if you can just disconnect it. No, it's Is a, there so, something they're missing? Well, so what's the goal here? We're just trying to get it out of park into neutral so we can drive it or move it. it, it right. It, you know, it'll shut it, shut it off, and then sometimes it, you know. Stays running? He was trying to muscle it to get it out of park. My son told me, he says, well, don't do that. He said, that's not the answer. Right. It's almost like locked in. And uh, Yeah, if you you have to take the console apart to get to that solenoid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some are yeah. very easy to get <laughs> to. You'll get in there, and it just looks like a plunger. And, I mean, you can put a zip yep. tie over it if you want. But then you're uh, – check, check. Can, can he disconnect that, and will it – Will it still start? And yeah, yeah, I mean, it'll still start and everything. But yeah. yeah, you can put a zip tie around it or anything just to keep it disengaged, and yeah. it should just unscrew off. Yeah, of it's that just a plastic shipper. piece. It just uh, it's a strong plastic piece most of the yeah. time, <laughs> stronger yeah. than what you'd think. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you can kind well, of disconnect it and move it out of the way, and it'll it'll go in and out of gear. All just you know, we can't do that. We won't do that. But you right, just, yeah, it's your own I, car. I know, I can't. Yeah, if it's your own yeah, car, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but uh, <laughs> just make sure you put it in park. Uh, but one is, hey, one have we checked the brake? The cable on there. That is there an adjustment on that? Is there? No. Some would, have, they, would that affect the? Some have cables that, and that are operated by a solenoid. Some are just solenoids that just flip a lever out of the place. Yeah, have we, right. Do we have brake lights to this? I mean, if we step on the brakes, do we have brake lights in the I, back? Maybe we're just not I, engaging the solenoid. Maybe we got a fuse yeah, bad. I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Well, I, he was. He called me last night, and you know they were kind of stuck, and he, the the kid was trying to just oh, gotcha. yank it out gotcha. of there. Gotcha. All right. Well, before we go tearing apart the console, let's check a fuse. Make sure that brake light fuse works. Let's make sure the brake lights work because if you don't have any brake lights, it's not gonna. That's that's part of that circuit, and it's not gonna disengage that solenoid, and it's gonna not make it come yeah. out of gear. But the answer to the question is exactly yeah. what Kyle described: is you're gonna have to tear apart the console in order to get down to that little flipper lever yeah. to pop it out. So. Yeah, I know, I, I, I know what that's like. I did that on the Honda. Yeah, that, big, uh, big, screw, but, uh, big screwdriver know, usually gets you down there pretty quick. Put on the brake. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He might not be putting his foot on the brake. I don't, or all the way. I yeah. So, yeah. We've had, yeah. We have some so, cars out there that you have to step on the pedal quite hard in order to get it out of out of gear. So <laughs> but try that. Let me know. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, it's one of these that he had to, you know, buy, buy here, pay here because he's got bad credit. And, well. Yep. That's, I, I understand. I get it. Yep. <laughs> all right, Bob. Appreciate the call. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the number to get in, and we'll be back in a bit. Hello, I'm Ted Gasket, and this is your breaking mechanic news for Saturday, July 27th. Electric cars for electric people. Elon Musk is once again leading the way in car technology by announcing his new electric cars that will be able to plug right into a person's brain. Yes, through a simple USB cable, you can plug the car into your head and run it completely with your mind. We actually have live footage of the first human test of this groundbreaking technology. Let's listen in. Okay, I'm plugging the car into my brain now. It sounded like he was having fun. Oh, science. <laughs> I'm Ted Gasket, and this has been your Mechanic News for Saturday, July 27th. The Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Visit us online at buchananservice.com. Give us your feedback to studio at kfab.com via the Zonkers Custom Woods inbox. Have your mom friends shared all the hacks? You know, the prepping bottles before you go to bed so you don't have to make them in the middle of the night kind of hacks. Here's one more. Give yourself a fourth trimester, the time you need to relax, restore, and take care of anything that doesn't feel right, like sore hips or even peeing when you sneeze. Athletico Physical Therapy can help you rebuild your pelvic floor muscles and work through any postpartum aches and pains. No prescription needed in most states and services covered by insurance. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. It's not every day you get to work someplace where you help determine the direction of the company. That's one of the many things that makes Inland Truck Parts and Service special. Inland's now hiring truck technicians as well as component shop transmission and differential builders. Great pay, great benefits, and the chance to build an amazing career. Apply in person at 5301 Alvo Road in Lincoln, 9944 South 136th Street in Omaha, or at InlandTruck.com. With Bex, you can plant early with confidence, knowing that your seed is backed by the best seed treatment in the industry and a full, free replant guarantee. Each hybrid in Beck's high-yielding lineup is selected for early seeding vigor, making it a perfect option for that first planted field this spring. If you are a farmer in southeast Nebraska and have interest in becoming a dealer to earn more income, please contact Jacob Valerie at 402-427-3132 to inquire today. Plant early, plant with confidence. Plant Beck's. At First Nebraska Credit Union, great customer service is more than a slogan. It's not uncommon for people to be lifelong members of our credit union. We asked Barbara why she stayed at First Nebraska for more than 40 years, and she said it was the service more than anything. She's proud to belong to a not-for-profit financial institution because we care more about how we treat our members than making a profit. First Nebraska Credit Union, it's like having a friend in the business. Online at firstnebraska.org. Federally insured through NCUA. Need a fence? This is Jack with Dog Watch of Omaha, your hidden fence company of Omaha. Serving Omaha for over 25 years. In fact, people like us so much that we did over 300 fences last year. Dog Watch fences are less than 10% the price of an above ground fence and installed in less than a day. Mention Gina at the Cat for a $200 discount. And just remember, at Dog Watch, it's all about your dog. Visit us at dogwatchofomaha.com. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education 
or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. This report is sponsored by unbound.org. For more information about contests on News Radio 1110KFAB, go to kfab.com/rules. Senator Ben Sass says we need to stop having a government that bends to the whims of weirdos and jackwagons. An entertaining speech, and you'll find it on the Scott Voorhees page at kfab.com. All right, we're back on the Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110. Some numbers to get in so we can help you answer those questions, those easy questions, hard questions. Give us a call. Let us know. We're going to head over to... Chris, 2016 F-150. Chris, what's going on today? Well, I'm losing coolant. Hmm. Um, the, there's no coolant smell around the vehicle. There's no obvious leaks, and the oil seems to be clear. But I've lost about a quart of coolant in the last 4,000 miles. What kind of engine is in here? It's a 3.5 naturally aspirated. Okay. Okay. It's leaking it, I bet. Yeah, I bet you it's leaking it. Is it okay? Naturally aspirated. It didn't have turbos on it. It's not turbo. Yeah, yeah. They're very common for turbos. Very, very, very. Just did that the other day that, on one. But does that have the internal water pump in it? No. No. It should be no. external. The the ones that I see what, what I see leak most on those is uh, the thermostat housings and uh, actually it's a coolant T and the upper radiator hose. Uh, for some reason, we decided to go away from the rubber hoses and with clamps, which I understand why they leak. But we went over to quick pla- disconnects, quick disconnects, which are great when you're ma- manufacturing a vehicle, and they are great for the mechanic to clip them on and clip them off. The problem is, is once you that O-ring in there that starts off as an O-ring turns to a flat ring in about five years. Yeah. Um, and they start to leak antifreeze out of there. I mean, every time we do a water pump and do a coolant tea, we always got to put an upper radiator hose on because if we don't, it's going to leak afterwards. They're so one-time use only. Thing. Well, yeah, they are. It'd be coming down to a radiator hose. It's going to be coming a one-time use. And they never used to be. A lot of times Ooh. the technology has bumped it up to 100,000 miles and not so much anymore. So that's what I see probably the most common with that. So look for dampness. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, it doesn't. It doesn't leak a lot and may only leak once it's pressurized and you're driving down the road. And there may be enough stuff in the road mm-hmm. by the time one or two drips go down and it drips here, drips there. It's probably not even making it to the ground. Um, it might be hanging up there a little bit. You might have to do a really close inspection after the car is hot and see if you can okay. find something. Because that's when it's going to be up to 15, 16 pounds. And you'll the, get a leak. You'll get a leak. That, and so your secondary option is what we always say, if it's not leaking and it's burning it, and just because you yeah. don't see it in the oil doesn't mean it's not leaking it and, and burning it through the engine. So it all depends on the break on the head gasket into how it's broken in the head gasket as to whether you'll see it in the oil or just coming out the, the tailpipe. Um, okay. if, it, if the break is more as the pressure comes up and that, in the in the cylinder head pushes over into the coolant and the coolant pushes that way you'll see it into the oil and if it goes the other way you'll burn it just a little bit and you won't see it out the tailpipe you won't see it through the muffler or anything like that unless it's a, a gusher yeah and then you know what really it is. bad yeah so i i think you got a leak they just not known for head having head gasket problems with it i think you got a leak okay. it's just small at the moment 
I got one other question for you. Mm-hmm. I've got a wet um, uh, timing chain sensor. Is that hard to fix? Timing chain sensor, like a cam sensor? The cam sensor, yeah, yeah, the cam sensor, the two sensors on top. Yep. One's, one's wet. Are you talking about on top of the valve cover or on top of the timing yeah. cover? On top of the valve cover, those are VVT solenoids. Mm-hmm. So generally with those, the valve cover's coming off. To do oh, that. really? So, I mean, they kind of shoehorn them in there, but, I mean, it can be done, you know, in an afternoon if you really want to get after it. But Yeah, and then on that valve cover. So it's cover, not a simple fix. Uh, you know, there's several holes on the top of that valve cover. I would say yeah. there's, what, there's three cylinders, a VBT, and then maybe a couple others. There's a fair amount of O-rings. Um, it's, I don't know, I'd say a, it's a five on a wrench scale, five out of ten on a wrench yeah. scale. <laughs> okay. So they're not like the old small block Chevys or small block Fords. They were just kind of pull them off. Well, it looks like on. it's just like a little push in with an O-ring or something is what it looks like. Mm, could be. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't remember if it comes off that way or not. I think the O-ring's on the inside of the uh, the valve cover. Mm-hmm. That's how typically it does. All right. No, it's just wet. It's just, it's just wet, and there's yeah. starting to be a, you know, a, a dark spot around it where it's collecting Curtain. Yeah, sure. That yeah. Well, again, like I mentioned earlier, that O ring turns into a flat ring, and all the oil that's being spit at it the whole time the engine's running is kind of what's caused that. I, I clean it up and See wait for it to become it. a little bit more of a leak before you tackle the project. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate Thanks, the call, guys. Chris. You bet. You bet. Bye bye. Bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. The Mr. Mechanic Show is powered by Buchanan Service Center, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. We are back at the Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110. Numbers to get in. We are Buchanan Service Centers, 80th and Dodge, 50th and Dodge, and guaranteed breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. So stop in and see us on your way to work. We're going to head over to Jerry. Jerry's got a 16 Dodge Ram, or excuse me, Ram pickup. What's going on, Jerry? Well, uh, a couple days ago, it popped a code on me. Uh, 062 Alpha, which comes back fuel pump, A control circuit, range performance. Hasn't done it since. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> something I should be worried about? Well, your fuel pump could quit working. Yeah. Generally, the A circuit's your power circuit to the fuel pump. Did you put any kind of different fuel in it? Same fuel always? Did you throw some uh, E85 in by accident? Anything else that's part of the story, or is that it? No. um, I tried to remote start it that morning, eighth of a tank. It threw it, wouldn't run, filled it up, um, and then later that afternoon, it threw it again. what I'm curious is, it's your opinion more than likely the fuel pump, and since it hasn't done it in like 50, 60 miles, should I replace the thing anyway? Well, I think that's kind of where you're heading. I mean, uh, the other thing okay. is, is it, it, does your fuel gauge and sending unit all work properly? Yes. Okay. Okay. So you're down to the pump itself or the circuit? The circuit, yeah, or connector or something along that line so that's going to that. Um, I would probably check maybe the, the connectors that go into it for the wiring harness. You know, maybe there's... Um, they sit on top of the frame and 
dirt. Dirt and anything's going to sit right on that connector. Yep, water. Get, get a green connection in there, uh, corrosion green connection, and that can certainly cause a problem and, and cause higher voltage or higher resistance and, and cause a code like that. Getting to that connector is not going to be easy. The easiest way to do it is to take the bed off of that truck. And, <laughs> you know, if you're that far, I'd say throw a pump in while you're at it. I do too. If you find something else along those lines on your visual inspection, then you can tackle that at yep. that time also. Agreed. Agreed 100%. If you're going to go that far, let's just solve the problem after, what, you know, seven, eight years and, and uh, yeah. take care of it. All right, good enough. I figured that's the way I was going. I just wanted a, a more informed opinion than mine. Sure. Yeah, and I would also say if you're going to go that far, don't use the, don't use the cheapest pump. Use the best one. Yeah, get a yeah. good Mopar one. In there. Yeah, get a good Mopar. That way you won't have to worry about it and got a warranty right. with it. I appreciate, you bet. appreciate Not, that. You bet. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to head over to Charlie. Charlie's got a 17 Honda Ridgeline. Charlie, what's going on today? Yes, hi. Good morning. Um, I drove up from Atlanta for a uh, funeral that I've got to go to. But the, the Ridgeline for a while, I've got 88,000 miles on it. It's in good condition other than it chugs a little bit. I noticed a slight, a little, if, you, if I'm driving on the highway or in town, a little higher speed. It sort of, it, it, it feels like it's pushing forward just a little bit. Okay. Took it into the dealer. He connected it onto the computer, couldn't find anything, and that was their answer. So I heard you guys on the show, and I said, these guys are good. Let me give them a call. Sure. <laughs> so, so it sounds any like, thoughts? well, my couple thoughts, and we'll see what Kyle says, but my couple thoughts are that it's either misfiring um, on one of the six cylinders but just isn't. Like a crack spark plug, yeah, something like that. Something it's just very minor. That's just kind of right. It's just not show up. enough to kick a code or kick a check engine light in order to be able to isolate it down. Um, the other thing would be, you know, if it's kind of surging back and forth or kind of struggling, maybe a little bit. Maybe you got a transmission or a torque converter problem. Maybe take it out of drive um, and put it in just to three, and, and take out the over, take the overdrive out of the system. And see if your problem goes away. That okay. makes sense. It, yeah. It just does. just take it the does. gear shift and, and maybe down to down to three instead of you know three uh, three D with the with the circle and just take that away and see if I, I don't necessarily think it's a transmission. I just trying to uh, you eliminate it's process elimination. I would probably okay. I agree with Kyle more than anything. If spark plugs. I want to pull some spark plugs. Yep, ninety thousand well, miles. A, well, that would be easier for sure and. Since mm-hmm. I'm getting up there, I, I I don't know if it's got a timing belt or chain. I think it's a belt. But yep. what do you usually recommend as far as changing this thing out? I mean, I've been reading, and it says around 100,000. Yep, right. Correct. That's about the industry standard. Yep, correct. Tip, typically, too, when we okay. you can change just the belt, but typically we do that repair as timing belt, water pump. Idlers, tensioners. Idlers, tensioners, everything in there because it all has 100,000 miles. So what we're trying to do is, and you can do in just the belt, and but when the water pump leaks later on, whether that's six months or six years down the line, you're going to duplicate that entire labor over again. So you might as well just sure. catch everything at one time. And it's so not that we're trying belt. to add more to the bill. Yeah, we're just trying to pump. cover cover as much as yeah. we can with one labor is kind of what we're trying to do. Absolutely. I like that. 
like yeah. that. But uh, okay, Spar- well, great. I really do appreciate it. And uh, spark plugs back, are the easiest I mean, thing. And, and another thing, just make sure you go back and if you're going to put spark plugs in it, which is a fairly easy thing to do, make sure you go back with the OEM equivalent of what was in there. Don't don't uh, don't go down or the cheapest one or this that. Go with what OEM is in there because that's what it's designed for as far as the electronics and how the mm-hmm. coils work and how they fire and the platinums, iridiums, you know, sure. super whatevers. Okay. So just put the OEMs back oh, in. I may have that done. Yeah, I may just go to the dealer and tell them OEM equivalent and, oh, by the way, um, I'll have almost 90000 when I get back down to Atlanta. So maybe change the timing belt thing a little early. Sure. Since, Not going to uh, hurt anything. You're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to keep it for the long term, most definitely do it. Yes. Yes. It's going to tell the wheels fall off. Kind there of you thing. go. I'm retired military and it's a great little truck. So yep. easy to do but with thank that you truck. Very much. You I, bet. Have a great day. Information. Yep. Bye appreciate bye. the call. All right. We're going to head over to Mike. Mike's got a 98 Monte Carlo. Mike, what's going on? I've talked to you about this car before. Um, I'm still having problems with the battery drain. And your first caller of the day, I think he had a Jeep Cherokee or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was having battery problems. First call right off the bat. Yeah. And then you said something about there's a negative plate and a bat in the battery and a positive plate that rattles around. Well, yeah. I mean, all batteries are made that way. It's got a ni- negative plate and a positive plate that's together with a separator in, in between it so that they don't touch. And over a period of time, what happens is is that lead acid off of that battery flakes off, and it goes into a battery tray, a debris tray, actually, on the bottom of the battery. There's about an inch, um, inch and a half in the bottom of every battery that has a debris tray when that uh, debris falls off those plates. And over a period of time, potholes, chuck holes. Short together. They short together. Um, okay. And a lot of yeah. times, what will happen is we'll get a fo- we'll get a phone call for a dead battery, and we'll get out there and jumpstart it, and say we'll bring it back to the station. Let's check it out. By the time it gets back there, it's perfect. Ain't no problem. Well, what we've done is we hooked the cables to it and and re- rearrange the molecular structure. There you go. <laughs> and after that, everything's fine. But we know what the problem is. It's just that we it's time for a different battery. So, is yours having that kind of problem, or you think it, no, it's old or? Yeah, battery lasts barely two years. But here's the thing. got me thinking this morning when I heard your first caller. I drive out in the country a lot, and I'm driving on a lot of washboard gravel roads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that... Yeah, it's like a wash machine for your battery. It's just flaking everything off. Mm-hmm. Now, you probably I mean, could go up to something that's a little different, which is an AGM battery, which is a glass mat battery. Um they're much more expensive, but you've you've seen those style those uh, and like a gel battery that you can put in yeah. any position, that that has a different technology and doesn't have the old lead flood acid batteries like like it's used to. So the concept is the same, the design is different, and they generally will last a little bit longer and maybe for your application much better. Okay, yeah, I have to change it about every two years. So sure, that's. Yeah. That's 130 bucks every two years, that's not earth-shattering money. But no, just, no. And, I, uh, I was just wondering if that would be part of the problem. Well, it's, yeah. If you're I mean, replacing it every two years and, and you're going down the road, I think you diagnosed your own problem. And, uh, okay. you know, some it's just it's just shaking it to death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Not Maybe. impossible. Give that a try. That makes, sense. that makes sense. I also called you guys about the coolant 
Reservoir? I don't know if you remember that, but uh Leakin? Mike, Mike? You there? Mike, you jumped off? Phone died. We lost Mike. Nope, oh, line dropped. All right. All right. Well, may I have coolant leak. You never know. Five five eight eleven ten the numbers to get in. Got an open line for you. To, uh, give us a call. Answer your question. Be back in a minute. All right, we are back in the Mister Mechanic Show. Five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in. As always, we're going to head over to Linda, seventeen Ridgeline. Also, Linda, Ridge what's line. going on? Yeah, R- Ridgeline Day. Hi. Uh, yes, I when I go in to get my oil changed, uh, is it sixty three thousand right now? Mm-hmm. There. The last couple times I've been asking to do an oil flush, and I've never heard of that before. I asked somebody about it, and they thought it was chemicals that they put in the oil. Yes. Yes, pretty much. So what happens over a long period of time, carbon builds up on the inside of the engine from the oils and debris, debris, but just normal Breakdown breakdown of oil and combustion and everything else. And it has a tendency to coat the rings, the piston rings, and things kind of get stuck. Um, And doing an oil flush just allows that, it doesn't really hurt the engine, just allows all that deposits and accumulation to kind of loosen up and free up and kind of get out of there. Are are you having any issues that... that, um, Not that I'm aware of, no. It runs well for me. So I was just wondering... I know it's 2017, but I bought it. It it only had uh, 8,000 miles on it in 2019, and I've driven since then to 63,000. So, yeah, and and you're really having no issues that that is prompting that decision, right? Yeah. So I just was curious to know why, because I'd never been offered that service before. Uh, You know, I think there's other services to do. Yeah, uh, to be quite honest, I guess if you want my honest answer is uh, I wouldn't do it. I've never done it in any car I've ever owned. Um, we don't push it at the shop. I don't push it at the shop unless there's an issue that I need to do it for. So, okay. and that's the reason I ask if you had any issues. If you have something where you're having consuming some oil, and we've checked everything out, and we've kind of come back down to the point where your piston rings are stuck, then yes, there there's a okay. procedure out there where you put this kind of chemical on top of the pistons and you just let it soak and sit and let it sit for 24 hours. You get, you take it out, you get rid of it. And then it just helps eat all that stuff away. Like lime away does for your shower head kind of mm-hmm. thing. And that's kind okay. of what, that's the, the analogy that kind of makes it work. But no, nah, I'm not doing it. Um, unless I'm having an issue I'm trying to solve. Um, okay. I'm, I'm doing maybe some of the other recommended flushes, coolant break, you know, power steering, transmission. I'm, I'm doing those at that particular time if you haven't already done them. Um, yeah. But, no, I'm not doing that one. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I just was wondering. So. All right. You know. Well, I appreciate Thank the call. You. you bet. You're welcome. Bye. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, like I said, the maintenance things that go on there. You want transmission at maybe 60,000 miles. All you're doing when you change those fluids is you're just trying to prolong the life of that car yeah and or you know that's why transmission gets done at that particular time the oil oil gets contaminated pretty quickly yeah, uh, especially more than, more than most yeah and conventional oils get contaminated way more and than what synthetic oil 
the reason everybody's gone to synthetic oil is because it, it holds the dirt and contaminants inside that oil much better. The molecular structure of synthetic oil is way better. The lubrications are way better. And you can go 6,000 miles. That's the second time on this show that we've said molecular really? structure. Holy moly. Okay. Gonna branch. Big words here. Big today. words here. <laughs> you got to say what you can't spell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not spelling it. We're not writing this down. <laughs> And, it, and, and it's gone for fuel mileage. Uh, oils have got down, and we talked about this before, they're getting down to uh, some manufacturers use 016. Yeah. You know, you've changed oil on 016, so have I. Well, 016 is it's like draining water. It's like draining water. It's almost thinner than water. Is anything thinner than water? Not much. Not but much. It's, it's, it's just very, very thin, and that's to get the gas mileage. And also the engines that are built way better now are, yeah, don't go putting that stuff in your 62 Ford Falcon. No. Do not do that. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> Even though it looks good. And you're not going to gain mileage by that either. You're not going to gain anything. You're, you're going to coat the inside of the uh, exhaust with oil because it's going to burn it right straight past it. the pistons. All of it. <laughs> and the biggest thing that we notice with everybody kind of going and all the manufacturers going to six and Oh, 7,000. I even have some customers that come in and change oil every 10,000 miles because they're on the road all the time. Yeah, and no going, sitting. Yeah, yeah, going to 10,000 miles between oil changes, if you're on the road all the time and you're a salesman and you're just driving up and down, 10,000 is not out of the ordinary, nor is it a problem. No. But just because the oil sticker doesn't say that you're due doesn't mean you're not out of oil. You've got to, <laughs> got to, got to check the oil. And if if you go 6,000, I recommend everybody at least pull the stick and look at it at 3,000 and see where you're at because it is going to consume some oil because of how thin it is. So many cars come in and check engine lights and any other problem. We just trace back to no oil in the car. Yes, yes, and, and all the all the they variable. They still run, and they don't make noise. Yeah. No, I had one the other day. It came in. She said, I got a clatter and noise on acceleration, and uh, it's because it didn't have any oil in the car. There yeah. was a one quart oil in the car, and by the time the the pickup the oil pump picks that up, there's nothing in the pan. Yeah, it's circulating through the engine, and by the time we put four or five quarts of oil, it was five quarts back in this car and drove it, all the noises are gone. Well, you're you're running lack of lubrication in the car, so the motor's going to have it's going to die soon. Not and good. You're just facilitating <laughs> oils. You know the old saying is oil's cheap. The engine's seven thousand dollars. Which one do you want to do? But I'm getting a front row seat to that today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and we do those on occasion. So, uh, oh, actually, probably more on occasion. I think we do probably get to be about one a month. So yeah. it's your decision. I'll let you make it. So no big deal. We do motors. Yeah, we do engines. Yeah, we do transmissions. You know, we, we do it all. That's um, the fluid is a lifeblood of whatever that particular part is, whether it's power. And some of it just fails on its own. But. That's why you're doing the maintenance so that you don't have to get those big costly repair bills. And uh, even if you got an insurance coverage and say, well, my insurance is going to cover it, that's not always the case. You could be wrong. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> you can be wrong more than once because it seems like th th their big push now is they only cover, they don't cover seals and gaskets. Well, what leaks, Kyle? Seals and gaskets? Yep. <laughs> Every time. So guess what's not covered? Seals and gaskets. Everything else. Everything else is not covered because the seals and gaskets are working. So that's their workaround. I found that out a couple of times uh, in the last couple of weeks calling insurance companies. They, they denied claims because it wasn't seals and it wasn't, you know, seals and gaskets they don't cover. Hmm. 
but the other components they would but that's not technically what's leaking well do your research do your research yeah do your research cards getting expensive and uh you want a lot of people want some coverage and i don't blame you i really don't they they uh, Average auto repairs are almost triple yeah. on these newer cars yeah. than where they were 10 years ago. They are. And and some peace of mind is is great. And, you know, we don't have that because we're going to fix it ourselves or we're going to figure we're out how to do it. our own warranty company. Yeah. We're <laughs> <laughs> Kyle calls me and I call Kyle. So uh, yeah. what are we going to do? Well, we're going to do that. So that's how we figure it out. So. <laughs> All right, Kyle, I hear the music. That means another hour is over. That went quick. So 558 10 is the numbers to get in next week. Get in early so we can get all your questions answered and get your car back on the road. I'm Bob. Kyle. See you next week.